Okay, so I uh, figured the covered uh, two bishvat. We'll speak a little bit about what Rav Hirsch has to say on two bishvat. I'm not sure. He's, it's interesting. You, you would, That's already yeah, you wouldn't think you wouldn't think that there would be a lot on two bishvat in Rav Hirsch, um, right? Because the the and maybe it's because you know he needs to put uh, six essays in the shvat, so uh, you have to come up with stuff to put in, but. Uh, Shvat doesn't have a lot much else. He, t- he speaks about Parsha Shkolem, obviously, because that starts uh, that starts in Shvat, the last the last week of Shvat, um, usually, unless it's Shvedish Adar. And then he speaks about the idea of Tuba Shvat, and uh, he shares a very very beautiful idea, and I want to share it with you. Um, first of all, just to understand what Tuba Shvat is, just from a technical standpoint, I think it's well known. Tuba Shvat really is a is a halachic. It's, it's, a, it's a day of halachic importance. In other words, the halacha is that when you take off trumas and maestras, so you don't take off from one year on another. Stuff which grows this year have to be taken maestra this year. So I can't take last year's fruits and take it as truma for this year's stuff and vice versa. You have to take it, you can't take it michalash al yash and yash al chadash. So that's the idea of, of maestra. Now, the question is what's considered the cutoff point, benegaya, a year, right? What's considered a new year, benegaya, maestra? When does the new year start? Right, so when it comes to that is the first mission in Rosh Hashanah. So Hamisha Shvat, like they sell, this is the Rosh Hashanah Ilanis, which means that any fruits which grows on the tree after Tubishvat is considered next year's stuff. Anything which is on the tree before is considered last year's stuff. So again, it's interesting that Tubishvat became into like a grace a Yamtif. Alright, you can read the articles about the history of Tubishvat, Khanas Yamim, Alasvarim, Kabbalah, obviously. Um, so before Hirsch gets into the significance of Tubishvat, it's almost like I'm not sure if he's like apologizing for like saying Pshat and Tubishvat, you know, like and he's uh and he get, and he gets a little bit of background into just the significance of the way a yid views halacha and mitzvahs and the and, and the fact that he takes inspiration from it, that the things that we do, even if they kind of seem technical, um, ultimately inform us and, and you know they deal with every aspect of our lives. I, again, in a few examples, just like he talks about the idea of natilas yadayim. So yes, we wash our hands before we eat, which seems to be as dry and technical a thing. We wash it for, to, to, for tyrus, for kachim, but it's so much more than that, right? He, he washes his hands. He sees himself as a kayan, right? Washing his hands from the kiyor before he partakes of the carbon, right? He sees, you know, natilas yadayim. Natila means to elevate, Right, you're not. It's not. It doesn't say rechitas yadaim. You're natilas yadaim. You're taking it sa. Right, you're nasa. You're lifting it up. Right, and you're and you're recognizing the purity, the idea of, of that we are human beings, and the idea of doing things in purity. That we're not animals. We're elevated. Right, an animal doesn't wash his hands before it eats. I don't think, at least not consciously. Right, you know, I, I, I the, an example that I, I, I gave once that I saw once. Excuse me, is um, you know the idea that we have the halacha is that you're supposed to cover the challah. Right? right, some people don't have the challah on the table, Bishas Kiddush, or some people have it and they cover it. Right, okay, this week's parsha, the man, different reasons, but the, the famous Gemara, Taisa says, you shouldn't be mevayish because you're making Kiddush first. Really, how much you should come first? So again, it's a halachic technicality, right? It's like basically you're supposed to have things, so you have to cover it because you're supposed to cover it. Otherwise, you should be making that mitzvah first. We we say a lashon of levayish. It's really more of a technicality, right? It's but. Again, this musig of we, we, we take we take meaning from these things, right? The idea that when something's supposed to come first, and we have to pass it over for some reason, you know, we, we have to show a certain you know respect and understanding, and you know what, we're covering it over. Those aspects it's of our lives. Challah doesn't get embarrassed because it's not it's not a living thing and it doesn't have feelings. 
It's a concept. It's again, it's a halachic concept, but which translates into something of meaning. So we look at things, even if, you know, it's, he brings the puzzle, there's Shani Vichyu, seek out Hashem, seek out Hashem in every aspect of life. Look at even in the physical law. Right? And then this is the idea of, of Taimei HaMitzvah, the deeper message behind things, right? The idea of, you know, when, when you go to the, the ideas of Tum of Atayra can get very dry and technical. The idea of going to the mikvah and making sure that, but these are, these, there's meaning behind it. It's like the Taimei HaMitzvah behind it. The idea of, of what does Tumah mean? Tumah is, is death and, 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 and decay and mortality, right? And whereas Tyra is, is renewal and, and life and etc. So this is, this is, you know, we have to learn to speak Balash and Naki. Again, it's almost, it's almost like big deal, right? You ever see like some you know, smart alecks, they like to speak in a rough way. Because it matters if I speak with manners, eating with... Yeah, these things matter. These are, these are reflections of an, inner, an, of an inner anava. They're reflections of an inner reality. So halacha and mitzvahs are meant to refine a person. They're meant to, and we're supposed to draw inspiration from things. So we look at a tubishvat, and it seems to be really just a very dry, technical day in halacha, which has to do with chumas and maestras. But, you know, there's something that, that, that should be taken out, that should, uh, that should inform us and, and teach us about our day-to-day lives. And so that's like, again, it's like almost an apology. But uh, again, the idea that, that, uh, that there's something, uh, it's, it's halacha of zroyim, of chumas and maestras, but it's something, there's something there. So what is it? So he says like this. And it's, 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 Shumas and Maishas is not on the tree, it's on the fruit. Shumas and Maishas is not on the tree, it's on the fruit. Well, okay, right, we're calling Rosh Hashanah, interesting, it's interesting there. No, because they, they ask, what about Shavuah? Shavuah is Rosh Hashanah, we're needed on Paris, right? It's not, uh, saying, yeah. Well, so, so he says like this, and this is again something very, very important for Hirsch. And he writes also, like, almost like apologizing, how, like, you know, the Yid living in the shtetl, you know, in, in, the, in the ghetto, in the Yudengas, you know, in, 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 you ever see the Yudengas, right? So you, you were limited to how many houses you could build, and it was one street. And so you end up building, you know, it was, a ghetto was like the streets, the houses were all the way up to the streets. It was, they kept on building higher and higher because you weren't allowed to, there was, you ran out of space. You didn't see the sun. You never saw a piece of grass, you know, unless you looked out the back window and, you know, you had to close it up. You weren't even... The idea of, 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 of living in nature and understanding nature and partaking in it and, and, and having it is very, very important. Right? It's, and, and the Jewish calendar is full of it. We're full of the Yom Tevim are tied to seasons. Right? Very, very clear. And that's halacha like that. Right? We have an Ibriyar this year. Why do we have an Ibriyar? We have an Ibriyar to keep Pesach in spring, to keep Sukkot in the fall, to keep Shavuos in the summer. This is not just coincidental. It's very, very deliberate. And one of the, one of the effects of, of, of modern technology is that it removes us from nature in, in a way. That, uh, you know, it has a big... Right? So, so, so climate control. So yes, of course, obviously we spend time outside, but spring, we're not as in tune to seasons as we would otherwise. Day and night. It's very, very important. And, and the kind of many, many mitzvahs are only by day. Most mitzvahs. Some mitzvahs are by night. The mitzvahs that are totally by day, by night... What is it? It's just like a technicality? No, because the day is the simon of something. Look at Rav Hirsch Ambras Milo, the day of things coming to light and life, whereas night, that's where things germinate in darkness, right? This positive, negative, these are very, very important. And, and, and again, our modern technology with electricity has in many ways detached us from this reality, but there's no greater... What? You don't look at yeah, you look at for the weather, exactly. You look at your app. Yeah, you look at an app. You see what time it is. It's also, I, I, you know, I, I said once before Shavuos, I said, you know, what time is Nets? 
So, uh, 450. Like, no, that's not a 450. That's when the sun rises. The Torah says, when the sun rises on a new day, that's the time for tefillah. But uh, it's 452, and we're busy exactly going. Yisrael. That's not the point, right? That was never the point of what, the, of what the davening at the Kivasikin was. But we're unfortunately removed. But the Torah, you know, there's the modern aspect. and It's, it's we're meant to, to, to live a life of, of partaking in the world. And, and, and again, the ideal of Eretz Yisrael, Pashtus, is we'll be farmers. So many mitzvahs, so many mitzvahs of trumas and maizas, matnas anim, are to do with agriculture. The idea of giving maizer on money is, you know, the some shitas, maybe it's dairaisa, but pashas is just a minik. It's a minik, because again, the primary, you know, the ideal of a yid is to be living off the land and being in the land. We have our own country, that's the ideal. All right, unfortunately, uh, you know, we, we were removed from the land, but so. So, so, what, so the idea of, of, of the seasons and, and having that reflect on us and having it is very, very basic and important. So it's very obvious, it's very obvious that spring represents Geula. Pesach is in spring and there's a very, very clear connection. Pesach, we were sitting there in the winter of Mitzrayim when things are dying, things are cold and bleak and Kaisel looks like we're in bad shape. And then we emerge to life. We were literally reborn as a nation. Hashem takes us out of Mitzrayim into Geula. That is exactly spring. What a spring. You look around Pesach, you look around during Nisan. This year, hopefully, it'll be nice and blossoming even in America, right? Eretz Yisrael, the ideal seasons of the Torah are in Eretz Yisrael. All right, America, we're a little bit off, especially in New York. We're a little bit uh, further north. But uh, New Jersey, excuse me. Um, things start coming to life. And you see the trees that were once dead, right? They're blossoming. This is, this is the Geula. This is the, the exact metaphor Geula. You walk around in spring and that's Pesach. It's Geula. It's the, it's, that's what it is. It's not just, uh, right? It's the perfect simon of Geula. And so Pesach is celebrated in spring. And that's, that's Clark. That's, 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 that's right there. And everything about spring tells, uh, calls out to you. Geula calls out to you. Renewal calls out to you. Kaisal coming to life. You know, uh, the, 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 the secular year, I think we mentioned this once, that not a secular year, but the, the chronological year, when we count years in terms of, you know, um, Rosh Hashanah, Lashanim, right? It's Tishrei. Tishrei is considered, that's the Rosh Hashanah, it's the new year. That's how we count years. Right? Tavshim Pei Dalid changes over to Tavshim Pei Hei on Tishrei, right? Because physical life, physical existence is, is decay. Right? The beginning of the new year, Rosh Hashanah, is when things start to die. And that's our physical life. We're born and immediately we start dying. Right? And that's our physical existence. And even though, yes, we'll pass through a spring and things will look up, but ultimately, where does the year end? Right back again to death. Right back again to doom and decay. And that's the same thing, by the way, with the day. When does the day begin? At night. At nightfall. As, right, as things begin to turn dark and bleak, that's our physical existence. And yes, the sun can rise in the morning. Maybe we'll have some good times in our life. But ultimately... It's all, it's, all, it's all death and decay. That's existence. That's physical existence. But a Jewish existence, the Jewish year, that starts with Nisan. That starts with spring. It's coming to life. It's life. And yes, we may go through a winter. Things may look bad. But ultimately, it comes back again to life. Same thing with a Jewish day. When does the day begin? In the Beis HaMikdash. It begins in the morning. Right? In the Beis HaMikdash, the night follows the day. You bring a carbon one day. You eat it the night afterwards. And the night follows the day. It's, it's the idea of a Jewish day begins with sunrise, begins with positive, with life, with eternal life. And even if things could turn dark and bad, but ultimately we come back to life. And that's the definition. That's the, 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 our physical existence may be bleak, but our spiritual existence, that's forever. What? We start by night. We start by night only in terms of our chron- chronological day, physical day. But the spiritual day, the base of Mikdash begins begins in the morning, right? Yeah, in, in terms of spiritual. Right, yeah. Pesach is the, the spiritual year of the Jewish people. 
yeah, yeah. So, so what's Tubishvat then? So, you know, it, it's very easy, it's very easy to look at, at a tree during spring and say, oh, this is life. And then you look at things during the winter and you look, look outside, everything's dead. Leaves are all falling off. There's no fruits on the tree. Things are death, decay. You can't look at this tree right outside this window and think life. It screams death. And yet a person that sees things from the perspective of a Torah recognizes that, look, it looks dead, it looks like there's decay, but inside it there's chiyas. Inside it it's connected to the ground, it's connected to the source of nourishment. And in a few short months this thing's going to be fully blossomed, fully back to life, fully blooming. Right? Tu bishvat is Rosh Hashanah the Gemara says, because that's when the leicha, that's when the, the, right, the, the rave geshem is over and it starts, the sap starts going up the trunk. So in other words, it's that day during the winter when there's kind of a reminder, it's kind of a reminder that don't look at the things the way they are right now. Don't look at the, at the situation and see, oh, things are bad, things are terrible, and this is the way it is. Learn to look at things on the inside. Learn to look at things that if something is connected, if it's shasal al if it's sitting there connected to the source, as long as it's still, its roots are still in the ground and it's connected to that source of nourishment, that day's going to come that it's going to sprout and it's going to blossom beautifully. Right? It's, it's, a, it's a, we said this over in Mentera for Life, Aaron quotes Rav Shach, where Mamash Rav Hirsch says this straight up. It's a Krakadmai Rav Hirsch. You know, he said that it was an amazing thing. You had, you know, in the beginning of the 20th century, if you would have looked at Klai Yisrael objectively, we're knocking, we're steiging, right? I said it here, right? I don't know, I'm talking about in the, in the beginning of the 1900s. Chaisa was thriving, from Kite, everyone was from and learning everything they were sitting there. Rav Shach says, in a matter of months, the same Chevet that was sitting there learning in the shul with you, Gemara, right, are now handing you over to the communists. Mamish, in, in a couple of years, the whole thing, says, how'd that happen? How'd that, right? He says, when a tree falls down in a storm, right? He says, the tree didn't fall down in the storm. That tree was rotted. That tree was dead inside. It wasn't connected to that source already for many, many years before. Slowly and slowly. Right? You see sometimes, you know, today, when all of a sudden you see an adult, a 25-year-old adult, all of a sudden, he's gone, right? <laughs> what happened? That, there, was, there was a detachment for many, many, many years before. But as long as you're, so when you look at things both ways, you look at things, when you see success, and you see something thriving, but you have to learn to look at the inside, that if, if it's and at source, it's not connected. Right? It can look like it's thriving, but that's a dead tree. And it's a matter of time when that storm's going to come and blow it down. But on the opposite, when you look at things and you look at this situation so terrible, look at Klaisa, look at the situation, look how many people are having problems, and look at all the terrible, right? But you learn to look. Chamisha Asr B'Shvat is that day, it's a celebration. We don't say Tachra, that's an amazing thing. Why don't we say Tachra? It's a technical halachic day, it's a technical, it's because it's that day that we learn to look at the inside. We learn to look at, 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 at where the source of Chiyas is. And if, we see, and if we see that, look, right now everything looks dead, right now it looks terrible, right now it's not thriving, there's no fruits on the tree, but we've learned to recognize that, uh, that it's there, that that chiyas is actually there beneath the surface, that things, right, it, and we look at, when you look at winter, you look at things that are dark and you think, this is, no, that's where things are germinating, right, at night, right, we don't look at winter as the end, as when things are, as we look at it as the precursor to the spring, it's that preparation stage, everything, every, all life, germinates in darkness, right? Think about the human life, how, right? Where does it germinate? In darkness, right? That's night. That's the idea of night. Night is when things rest and quiet growth that you don't see. It's beneath the ground. You plant the seed. It's dark. There's nothing there. You don't see anything, but there's stuff happening and things are... Blo- what? Learning at night. The Ramam talks about learning at night. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stimmt. Very good. He talks about learning actually at night. 
Um, I think maybe in, I think in, in three, maybe Kishazah to learning. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So in other words, and that's, so we need to look at Kaisel. You know, Kaisel is called, we call it Neitzer Matai. Right, Kaisel, the, the, the metaphor for the Geula, which is most common in Navi, is growth. Is avdi tzemach as tzemach davar avdecham here tatzmiach the geula grows. You look at things like things are so terrible. You look at the worst kufas of Klai Yisrael, and yet somehow you look at America in the first half of the twentieth century, and you looked at things they looked terrible. But there was those little plants, the the tervedases, the shivasisikachanans, those those little you know roots that were germinating in the darkness, germinating in the darkness. Right, slowly, slowly, you couldn't see anything. All of a sudden, it it, it sprouts forth. And that's the gula. We expect, you know, we have this idea of gula overnight. But it's it's tzemach. It's slow. It's growth. It's klayisol. Is mataya. We are the blossoms of plantings, right? And so again, we're in the midst of the winter. The winter is a metaphor. It's a metaphor klayisol. I don't know. Is klayisol right now in a stage of winter? Are we in a stage of spring? Think about Eretz Yisrael. Terrible situation. It looks dark. It looks cold. It looks bleak. But there's redemption that's just under that surface. And through the darkest times, the darkest times aren't just darkness. Darkest times are places where life is germinating, where life is taking root, and it's going to blossom. We're going to see. Well, I think we mentioned this. That uh, this is from Aaron Lapiansky put in a sefer. He did an English adapt, uh, adaption of the sefer Nachlas um, Yosef on Rus. Nachlas Yosef on Rus. Right, so it's a Pirish on Rus from Yosef Lipowitz. And he says a beautiful thing. He says, there are two books of Tanakh, two Svarim, that seem very similar. You have, you have the Sefer of Rus, and you have Sefer Eiv. Right? Both of these start off with people that are successful. They're families, rich, powerful people. They both lose everything. Right? Eiv loses everything. His family, his wealth, his, his health. Right? Elimelech, right? Nomi loses everything. Her husband, her kids die. Things are terrible. Right? They go through something, and then at the end, it ends up good. Right? Eiv gets everything back at the end, and Rus, well, she marries Boyaz and gives birth to David Amalek. Two very similar stories in this trajectory. And yet, and yet, Eiv is called the book of Yisurim, of suffering, and Rus is like this happy book, we read on Shavuos, it's the book of Geula. What's the Pshat? They're both very similar. He says the difference is, is that Eiv, Eiv, bad things happen. And then at the end, it was good. There's no connection between the two. Right? There's no connection between the bad things and then the gu'ul that happened later. Okay, there's just a postscript. Okay, by the way, Hashem gave him back his money and some more kids. There's no, we don't look at it as being an... Whereas Rus, we look in retrospect, is that the gu'ulah, the David HaMelech, was a product of the suffering. And that if Rus hadn't gone through, if Nami hadn't gone through everything that happened, if she wouldn't have left and met Rus, and then the children dying, and then come back, and she was poor, and she had to go collect, and then she ends up meeting boys until, right, we recognize that the Geula, this is Mashiach, this is Davra Melech, this is Mashiach. It's a result. We look at the bad things, the winter. We need to recognize that underneath is the Geula, underneath the Hamisha Asab of is that day that we remind ourselves it's that Simcha. It learns, it, and it teaches us to look at the world through a different lens, not the world about what's right here in front of us. For good and for bad. When things are good, don't be so, you know, there could be some rot underneath that's, uh, but when things are bad, to recognize that as long as we're attached to the chiz, as long as we're attached to the Torah, to the foundation, as long as we're getting our nourishment, right, then that germinates and it moves and it grows and grows and then the geula comes forth from that and we look back as we're going to laugh. Why are we laughing? It's because we're going to see that all the terrible things that happened is what brought us here. This is what brought us to that geula. Again, this is in, in Klai Yisrael and in our personal lives. We have, we have, you know, we go through bad kufas, we go through difficult kufas, but if we learn to recognize that these kufas are what's making us stronger, these kufas is where life is germinating. And you see a lot of times people, they go through, Rav Aaron says over, he says it many times about a friend of his that made a lot of money and he was one of those 
arrogant, you know, he made some money, and he's like, hey, what's with these schleppers, why are they not making money, it's, it's, you know, yeah, you just have to know how to do this and this, you know, very, and then he lost all his money, and, like, and, he, and he told the virus, he says, you know, this changed his life, the fact that he went through that difficult, again, hopefully we can learn the lessons without having to go through difficult kufas, right, but they're recognizing that these, these, are, these are training periods, these are the time, the dark times, right, that's where life germinates, that's where life is happening, that's where we're learning and we're growing, and then, Matzishem will break forth from the darkness into this beautiful plant. Ishkayach. Oh,